0: A doctor, a teacher, a clergyman. You sent pornographic pictures through the mail. Okay, that's a federal offense right there.
1: You know I'm in trouble, and I know I'm in
0: trouble. I tried to get into their heads and understand why. Pizza we have tonight, I, I, I wanna know who you are. I wanna know a little bit more about you first. Can I eat first? Sure, go ahead. Let's see if any of this sounds familiar while you enjoy your pizza. are the predators I've caught. I'm Chris Hansen.
2: The internet, social media, dating, and rideshare apps all make life so convenient and fun. Swiping to meet up with someone new has become part of our daily lives. It's also how many unsuspecting people have ended up dead. I'm Courtney Bell. And I'm Jillian Lee Garner. And we're the co-hosts of the true crime podcast, I Met My Murderer, online. In each episode, we share a true story of one such deadly online connection and hopefully, how you can avoid it. We hear from all who were involved in the case. The investigators.
0: They discovered a victim inside the house.
2: Victims' family members. Right now, it doesn't feel like life can ever be joyful again. And sometimes, even the murderer themselves.
0: You have to decide, okay, what are you willing to do here? Are you willing to kill these people?
2: If you're a fan of true crime, then you have to listen to season two of I Met My Murderer online on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: One of the things I truly value and like about doing this podcast, besides the fact, obviously, that I get to connect with all of you and I get your feedback is that by going over the cases of the predators I've caught, it prepares me to be even better for the predators I will catch in the future. And as you know, we continue to do that under the Takedown franchise on my streaming crime network, True Blue. But the other thing that strikes me about digging deeper into the predators I've caught is the similarity when it comes to how easily these guys will lie, deflect, and defend their actions in a way that is sometimes almost comical. And they're so obviously lying in spite of the fact that I have the transcripts. In spite of the fact that they've shown up at this house, sometimes having had a conversation with an on site decoy who appears to be underage, they will stick to their story, not just with me, but with the detectives who will interrogate them after I try to do my interview. And the other striking thing that happens more often than I'd like to see, obviously, is that even when some of the predators I've caught get a break, they don't take advantage of it. They don't seek treatment. They don't develop self-discipline. They don't go out of their way to not reoffend. And this is especially apparent in the case of Charles Gregory Green. Now, you may not remember Charles by name. In fact, I didn't. But here are some things that might jog your memory. Charles Green showed up in our Flagler Beach, Florida investigation. He was the one driving that fancy red sports car. It was a Cobra, a red convertible. And being from Detroit, I'm a car fanatic. So a Cobra is essentially a kit car. It's not cheap, it's expensive. And it's a model of the Shelby Cobra that Carol Shelby developed in the 60s. And a lot of celebrities like Steve McQueen and others coveted this car when Carol Shelby was making them out in California. So over the years, a company licensed the design and and you could figure out a way to get the parts and, and build this car. And Charles Green was one of those guys. He had this car. He showed it off on his social media. And he used this car to groom a decoy from the online watchdog group Perverted Justice posing as a 13-year-old girl named Lindsay. And when I say he groomed this girl, this is one of the most extreme examples of a man who was nearly 60 years old trying to gain the confidence of a young teen... Chipping away at the barriers that exist in society between an adult and a child. And ultimately coercing this child into agreeing to a meeting at her home when no parent was present to go for a ride in the Red Cobra. But that's not the only ride Charles wanted to go on. Charles, after talking about all kinds of seemingly innocent things online in this conversation, and I'll get into that in a minute, made his intent clear. He wanted to have sex with this child. And little by little over the days, and he communicated with this decoy for more than a week, chipping away, chipping away. And... There's a stunner coming later in this episode because, and I'll just give you a hint right now, Charles, after he got out of this trouble, shockingly without having to serve time in jail or prison, he did it again. But he didn't get away with it more than just a moment. So Charles is lurking about in a chat room when he approaches 13 year old Lindsay, Nice photos, hi and thanks, she says, you're welcome. What are you up to? Just killing time, finished work, he says, I see. Immediately, he tips his hat to the fact that she's young. Kinda young to be in here, guess I don't feel like I am. What is your ASL, she wants to know. LOL 50 he says 50 he's 58 I don't know why these guys and I know I've said this before why these guys think lying about your age and saying you're 50 when you're 58 is any better in any way you're talking to a 13 year old girl 50 LOL it's all in my profile he says as if that excuses anything Bunch of photos too, nothing weird. And there's a photo there of him with a alligator. You catch crocodiles? She asks. Alligator. Just a little one. Then she sees this car. Actually there are a number of cars because as it turns out, Charles Green works repairing motors. He's a pretty handy guy. You got a Mustang? No, that was a customer's car. We redid it. Oh, I love Mustangs, she says. Mine is in the album, my photos, the red one. That's a cool car. Is that a vet? No. It's an AC Cobra, the original Cobra. It's really cool, she says. Thanks, I built it myself. Wow. Um, I want one, lol. It's a real handful, he says. Fast? Very fast, all caps. Well, it's really pretty, she says. Want to see a short movie of it spanking a vet? Sure. And they go back and forth, and she watches the video of the Cobra apparently blowing the doors off a Corvette. Whoever was driving looked like they was having fun, she says. Yep, that was me. Wow, that was really cool, she says. That vet got left way behind. Thanks, it flies. Wow. You driving on the streets? Oh, yes, it's legal. Then he sends another video. This was against a supercharged T-Bird. lot faster, he says. Is there anyone that beat you? No. Wow. So this goes on. They talk about cars. Talk about work. Their living situation. He claims to be divorced. That was a lie. He was married. In fact, as far as we can tell, he's still married, shockingly, to the same woman. She talks about how she lives alone with her mom, who's a nurse. She says she sometimes gets lippy with her mom, gets her into trouble. She also says that mom is dating a fellow, and they don't get along. Later, he'll suggest that maybe he should date the mom, and then the 13-year-old girl could go for a ride with him in the Cobra. The mom's like 35. They talk about how much a Cobra costs. He says, ready to roll, about $125,000. Now, this is in December of 2006, if you recall. There's talk about dinner, ordering a pizza for Lindsay and her mom. And again, he's stretching this out. And this is clearly inappropriate just to have the conversation, but he doesn't jump right into the sexual desires he has for this girl. He says he got injured on the job, hurt his back. There's talk about how he used painkillers but got off him. Now he only uses aspirin. He used to be in the Navy, used to live in Alabama, now he lives about 40 miles away from the Stinghouse in Flagler Beach. Talks about maybe meeting the girl, taking her for a ride in Daytona Beach. It's about 40 minutes from his house, he says. Well, my mom has this training thing in a few weeks, she says. She will be gone. Cool, he says. Do you like have to work weekends and stuff? Nope. I can get loose any day. Hmm. Now he's planting the seed. I don't know exact dates yet, she says. Will you go fast? She's referring to a ride in the Cobra. I won't scare you too bad. Oh, I want to go fast, she says. Okay. You'll take the top off? LOL, it has no top. Oh, I thought it had one and you just didn't have an eye. Nope. You're so lucky, she says. Have to be a warm day. Nah. I can't believe you're really going to take me for a ride. Why not? Because it's really nice. Seem like a nice girl. Thank you. I try to be most of the time. Good. Cute photo of you and Amy... Thanks. Amy is so pretty. So he's commenting on a photo that was in her profile of her and a friend. And she's basically saying everybody likes Amy. She's prettier than me. And now he's going to play up to that insecurity and tell Lindsay that she's the pretty one. It's all a part of the grooming. Then he asks about the boyfriend, her ex-boyfriend. In your profile, you said you broke up with your boyfriend. Yeah, we broke up about three weeks ago. Darn. What happened? Oh, he was really immature. Got mad a lot and jealous. I hate that. Yep, he's a kid. Yeah, and you're talking to a kid, Greg. Man, I don't like someone being so dang jealous, she says. Nope, too young for that. It's stupid. Yep. Now he sees his window of opportunity beginning to open. More about this predator I've caught in a moment. He wants to know if she's got any more pictures and offers to bring his camera when they meet. Take some next to the cobra, he says. Wow, I would like that, she says. How tall are you? I'm 5'2", says the girl. Nice. Yeah, I'm kind of short, lol. Nah, petite, cute, he says. Oh, thank you. You got a girlfriend, she asks? Not at the moment. Just got loose. Why in the world would a 13-year-old girl want to know the dating habits of a 58-year-old man? Or 50, for that matter, that's what he said he was. The conversation in and of itself is skeevy at best, borderline illegal, and he's about to cross that border. He talks about only having had sex with a small amount of women. He got a vasectomy. And then there was the aid scare, so he had to be really careful. And he gets tested twice a year, he says, as a medic. He volunteers, apparently, at the fire department, or did. And then he's going to be the teacher, He says, I'm not into one-night things. Well, I don't blame you there, she says. I don't think I would be either. Now, she's already said she's a virgin. Nope, he says, good sex takes learning for both partners. LOL, yeah, I bet it would. Hmm. Yep, it takes both finding out the likes of each other, he says to this 13-year-old girl. That's cool, though, she says. Yep. So what happened to those girls you were with? One was my ex-wife, two were long-term girlfriends. One was nuts. But I couldn't see it because of her butt. The other just didn't work out. You liked her butt? Uh-huh. She's a pro rodeo rider. And he talks about how she had horses. Then he says, Bet you have a cute one. Well, it's like a bubble butt. Mm, nice, he says. He asks about her lips. He says that she's got great eyes. What do you weigh, he asks. One oh three. No big butt there then. Nice. Great eyes too, he says. Thank you. Kissable lips too. Oh, thanks. You don't think they're big too, lol. No, very kissable. Sexy. You're very nice, he says. So what other kind of things you like to do? I fish when I have time. She says, I love laying in the sun. Bet you look good doing it, too. He asks about her kissing her boyfriend. Yeah, I liked it. No fooling around, he asks. Well, a little bit. LOL. I am human, you know. Like it? Yeah, it was cool. Bet you look good in shorts or jeans. Well, I hope so. I bet you do. She takes a break because her mom's calling her, just as a reminder that she's 13. You're a little knockout, he says. Thank you. I don't think I am, like, that hot or nothing. Cute, I bet you are. Just a little I've seen, he says. I think you're cute, too, she says to him. So you only got two kids, then, she asks. Yep, I got fixed. You already told us that. Cool. You only wanted two? Two is enough, yep. I don't know if I will really ever want kids. You're an only child? Yep, cool. No sharing, he says. They exchange birthday information. Then he asks if the boyfriend ever got her off. Helped her get an orgasm. It's pretty intense, he says. Really? Well, I must not have then. You never got yourself off? Nah. Wow, most girls have by now. What a wise man. None of my friends ever talk about it, she says. Must be shy. Have to take your time, he says. Well, maybe when I get older I will. Cool. No hurry, he says. Well, he's going to be in a hurry in a little bit here. This conversation goes on so long that the perverted justice decoy actually became weary. Was thankful that finally it ended and Charles Green showed up. But not before some pretty graphic sex talk. Then he's back to what she and her boyfriend did. She said he was selfish. Then Greg says, did he get off? Oh, yeah. You did it for him? Yep, your hand and mouth, she says. Wow, really? LOL, yeah. Is that bad? No. He didn't use his lips on you? Yeah, he did. That didn't give you an orgasm? No. He had his lips on your pussy and you didn't get off? LOL, yeah, no. Damn. He must have been concerned with himself, he says. Well, he was. How long did it take him to get off? Not very long. Then he quit on you? Now, this is a 58-year-old man having an intimate conversation with a 13-year-old girl. Well, it felt good, but it didn't, like, make me want to do it tons of more times. Now, he's the teacher again. You have two places that will give you orgasms. What are they, she asks. One is the clitoris. Yeah, I know it. "'It's that little bump just inside at the top,' he says. "'We did learn about it in health class. "'The other is the G-spot just inside. "'I never heard of that before,' she says. "'Up on top, just inside.' (laughs) "'Use your finger like a tampon "'and feel inside a little ways to the top, yeah? "'It feels like a little rough spot, okay? "'Swells up when you rub it gently. "'Really? "'On the inside?' she asks. Uh "'Uh-huh.' "'And is very exciting. Uh "'Uh-huh. Wow.' You really do know lots. I'm a medic. I'm supposed to know. I like to please women, too. Cool. So I learned how. (sighs) Oh, well, you'll find the right guy. Well, I hope so. Or train one yourself. LOL. Well, I might if I get the nerve. Let me know if you need a hand, so to speak. So, this goes on. A lot of compliments... Back and forth, sex talk, then he backs off, then he goes back in. Come here, those lips need kissing, lol. Good, Ah, uh, I wish, me too. She says she's grounded this particular weekend. He wants to come over, but the sting doesn't start just yet, so she's going to put him off for a few more days. Can't wait to see more photos of you, he says. Get comfortable on my lap, he says. Snuggle up. But that would feel good to have you snuggled up. I think it would, too. I would feel safe. Uh-huh. And warm, well. Uh-huh. Asking about the former boyfriend. He ever kiss your breasts? Yeah. Like that? Yeah, but sometimes he got a little rough. Darn. Then later he talks about how he's so big that if they had sex, she would have to prepare herself using her fingers. <laughs> tells her to find a private place to do that. And then after more than a week of chatting, grooming, and finally some very graphic sex talk that violated the state laws of Florida, here comes 58-year-old Charles Gregory Green in his red Cobra, pulling into the driveway of our sting house across the street from the Atlantic Ocean In Flagler Beach, Florida If what you've heard Shocks you so far Join us back in a moment He pulls right into the driveway It's a cold day Remember it's December in Flagler Beach And even though it's Florida It can still be pretty chilly I think it was in the 50s maybe And our on-site decoy A young blonde woman Is at the door waiting Despite the cold weather, our next visitor arrives with the top down on his custom convertible.
2: Hi. Come on inside.
0: He's eager. He hops out of his car. You know, these cobras don't have doors. You have to climb out. And he hustles into the door. Also during his chat, he says, Darling, I would love to throw you onto the bed and make love to you right off. Well, he's not going to get that chance once he walks in.
2: It's cold out
0: there today. Oh, Oh, and he also said that he was into bondage, a bit kinky, that one of his ex-girlfriends liked to have her hands tied to the bedposts. The 13-year-old girl doesn't rule it out. Something else he's not going to get a chance to do. What do you want to do? While it was a little chilly outside, it warmed right up for Gregory when he was sitting at the counter. And remember, there was talk of taking the girl for a ride, but he seems to be having a change of heart. Maybe they should just stay inside. It's pretty chilly out. He could take her for a ride in his convertible, know, but then he thinks better of it. It's pretty cold for a ride. I know, it's pretty
2: windy outside. ooh <sighs> man. Take off my jacket?
0: Gregory asks if he can take off his jacket. Yeah,
2: fine. ahead. I'm going to go grab a sweater. Actually, I'm kind of cold, so I'll be right back.
0: The on-site decoy says she's going to go grab a sweater because she's a bit chilly. He starts to follow her as he takes off his jacket. It's really creepy and suspicious. And that's when I walk out from the other room to confront him. Yeah, have a seat back over there for you. No, that's not true. You need to know that I'm Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC, and I need to talk to you about why you're here, sir. He doesn't want any part of me. And walks straight out the door. He came in. He doesn't get very far, doesn't even make it back to his Cobra. The Flagler Beach police are waiting. Outside, the police are ready. He doesn't resist, and he's taken away. Now, I would have liked to have talked to Charles Green, but we will get the chance to hear from him. As he was interrogated by police... And our cameras were there.
2: And just have a seat right there in that chair. You tried to educate her about anatomy, about oral sex, and then about masturbating, how to satisfy herself.
0: Green tries to lie his way out of it. He says he was joking around online with the sex talk and was merely trying to educate the girl. What a great guy.
2: You having sex with her? No. I don't Uh, think so. You don't think so? Would you like me to refresh your memory just a little no, bit? Okay. Well,
0: it come out when it comes out. Yeah. The detective gets into specifics, reminding him that he had a chat online where he referred to having sex with the girl. His memory suddenly isn't that great. She refreshes it for him.
2: Were, what were your intentions when you came to Flagel Beach today besides just going for a ride? Did you tell Lindsay that there were other um, things that you wanted to do? I said, we'll go out. Look at
0: the last transcript from mm-hmm. yesterday, I think. I said, come by, go for a ride, get a bite to eat. I'll take you back home. Now he says he just wanted to go for a ride with the girl and get a bite to eat.
2: And so um, in, in earlier conversations, when you said that you were going to meet, um, what was going to be happening in those meetings? Com- well, we were a lot like
0: you know, people do in chat. It's uh-huh. pretty open. Mm-hmm. We kid around a lot. We kid around a lot. He says there's a lot of kidding in those chat rooms. Turns out, Charles Gregory Green is quite the kidder.
2: Charles, honestly, Wait, so I'm just job. letting you know that, that we're we're here to t- to help you because no, no, no. honestly, this is a little overwhelming for us. So we're kind of trying to figure out what's going on too. Um, I'm talk, talk about a lot of things. We mm-hmm. talked about
0: previous sexual experiences. We talked about uh, old boyfriends, problems with old boyfriends, and a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Green really thinks he's going to explain his way out of this. We talked about a lot of things previous sexual experiences, old boyfriends and girlfriends. Like this was just normal course of business on a December evening in a chat room. She's 13. More of our story in a moment.
2: So when you had conversations with her about you having sex with her, that was kidding around. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. And how old is she? She
1: told me she was 15.
2: She told you she was 15?
0: She told me she was 15. Like that's any better than 13. Why do these guys even try this stuff? He knew she was 13. He talked about it in the chat.
2: If the transcript said that she had told you she was 13, would that be possible that maybe you're mistaken? I
0: might have been, but I don't don't think
2: so. Okay. Um, And so um, when you were kidding around, because I know you... Wouldn't have hurt someone, you know. No. I mean, especially somebody thirteen or fifteen. Either way, but when you were kidding around about, are those hurting you too? Yeah, these things are stiff. Yeah, problem. no, they're not.
0: Oh, and by the way, he's now going to seen pain. He winces. He lowers his head. Why? Well, because the flex cuffs are hurting his sensitive wrists. The man who is going to rape a child. According to all the evidence, is now sad and hurting because his wrists are sensitive with the flex cups on.
2: We won't be much longer. I, I just steel, <laughs> ones, you know. Yeah, you... <laughs> well, um, but steel ones are probably <clears throat> actually a little more flexible, even though those are called flex. Cuffs, yeah, I they don't
1: have the sharp edges,
2: on. right?
0: Now he'll talk about anything besides trying to have sex with the thirteen-year-old girl. At this point, he's trying to schluff this
2: off like it's no big deal. I did want to. Um, uh, talk with you and give you the opportunity to let us know what's going on, and if there's been a misunderstanding, and you know, you've explained to me that because it's a chat room, you feel like it's just like a joking, kidding kind but of thing, is. you yeah. know. It's uh, one of the
1: chat the chat room I go in is uh, uh, I will say
2: it's pretty crazy. I mean, as far as people joking around and kidding around. Mm-hmm.
0: He talks about the chat room he goes into. It's pretty crazy with people joking around about a lot of different things.
2: And what particular chat room is that? Florida one. Florida one. And so when you were talking to Lindsay the past couple of three weeks, um, most of your conversations are about cars or about sex.
1: About oh, cars, uh, hanging out,
0: fishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's about it.
2: Mm-hmm. And did you talk to Lindsay about specific sex acts? Like certain things um uh or was it just have you had intercourse or nothing
1: uh nothing bizarre or Mm -hmm. anything.
2: did you um try to teach her over the internet how to um uh reach an orgasm Mm -hmm. and um where her G-spot was and the, the two different ways.
0: Now he's going to make it sound like he was giving her a sex ed class. We talked about general anatomy. General anatomy, you told her to put her fingers inside her to stretch herself out so you could have sex with her because you're big. That's what he said online. And he's minimizing this now, or trying to, as if he was just being the evuncular... Sex head teacher.
2: God, it's creepy. That's why I wanted to give you the opportunity to just let me you know. know.
0: Talked about, about
2: <clears throat>
0: general anatomy and past <clears throat> boyfriends, and unsatisfactory relationships with boyfriends that I tried to explain to her. You know, this is probably what went on. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I didn't work out. So you tried to educate her about anatomy, yeah. about oral sex.
0: Well, she uh, she already told she told me about oral sex now. Yeah. Oh, but she already told me about oral sex now. Again, deflect and try to mitigate responsibility. It's a common trait with predators.
2: And then about masturbating, yeah, how to fine. satisfy herself and you reach know, a But you were just trying to educate her.
0: All right. Well, she, questions and, uh, and she asked questions and I tried to answer them for her. Why are you even talking to a girl who says she's 13 in the first place? Charles.
2: All right, well, Charles, I appreciate you talking with us and helping to sort this um, all out. Okay, well, Um, where do we go next?
0: Okay, where do we go next? He just wants this over with. So, Charles is charged with felonies associated with his online chat and his showing up to try to have sex with a 13-year-old girl. His court case lingers in the system for three years. He fights it. He fights it. Fights it. Gonna take it to trial. At the 11th hour, Charles Gregory Green decides that his fight is futile. And he pleads guilty. And he gets a pretty good deal. Doesn't have to go to prison. He gets five years probation and has to register as a sex offender. That's a pretty good break. So what does Charles Gregory Green do? Does he go to therapy? Does he make a promise to himself that he'll never do this again? No. What Charles Gregory Green does is to reoffend. Shockingly, brazenly, in 2011... Green gets arrested in another sting near Tallahassee trying to have sex with another teenage girl. And this time, he's not going to get so lucky with the criminal justice system in Florida. He's still on probation from the Flagler Beach arrest when he gets arrested in this sting five years later at the age of 63. Judge ain't playing this time. Two five-year sentences in this case. And he does almost 10 years in prison, Florida prison. He's out now, lifetime probation and lifetime registration as a sex offender. I really wanted to talk to Charles Gregory Green. Found a number, no answer. If he ever gets back to me, I'll let you know. Do you think Charles has learned his lesson? God, I hope so. Sure didn't seem like it a few years back. As you know, I like to hear from you. And this week's question, actually two questions, come from Zach in Idaho.
1: Hello, Chris. My name is Zach and I am originally from Anchorage, Alaska, currently residing in Eastern Idaho i have two questions for you regarding the podcast my first question is do you plan on bringing in more special guests for future episodes for example you had casey Morrow on a previous episode i think it would be cool if you were able to bring in frag and del harvey from perverted justice or even the original decoys dan Shrek and emily bix or even riverside county sheriff chad bianco or michelle paradise just naming off a few people that you had worked with in the past on these investigations i think it would be cool to have them come in for an episode of the podcast and revisit these cases my second question is do you plan on doing an episode of predators i've caught in the near future regarding Ryan Hogan. He was the New York City firefighter who you confronted in your first investigation in Bethpage Long Island almost 20 years ago, and really the first predator you caught who was in a position of trust. He was a firefighter. He was given the responsibility of putting out wildfires, home fires, business fires, assisting EMTs, and even saving people's lives if it came down to it. And his story was especially disturbing, and I thought it would be worth taking a second look into and being it worthy entry into your podcast. Chris, thank you for everything you do. And I'll catch you next week on the podcast. Take care.
0: Thank you, Zach. All excellent points. I do like having guests on the podcast. Most recently, we had Greg Schwartz, who owned the home where we did our second predator investigation in Herndon, Virginia. I thought that was a great interview. As for Dell and Frag, both of them have kept kind of low profiles recently when it comes to all things perverted justice and to catch a predator. But I would like to talk to both of them. They're really good people, Dell and Frag. I enjoyed working with them. And I haven't talked to either one of them in far too long. And so I will reach out. Last I heard... Frag was doing a lot of physical fitness training on the West Coast. And Dell was with Twitter for many years as Chief of Compliance. Big job. But I will track them down. That's a great idea. In terms of Ryan Hogan, yeah, you're right. We will do an episode on Ryan Hogan. Ryan, in case you've forgotten, was a New York City firefighter who worked in Brooklyn. And he surfaced in our very first investigation in Bethpage, Long Island, New York. That sting was in February of 2004. We had 17 men, I believe, surface in that investigation in two and a half days. This is before we worked with law enforcement. It was just us, perverted justice, and Ronnie Knight, our security guy. It was quite something, that first investigation. Didn't know what to expect. Didn't know if anyone was going to show up. Ryan Hogan didn't show up at the actual Stinghouse, but he did commit a crime. And he was investigated by the feds and prosecuted. I will follow up. I did confront him outside the fire station where he worked. We'll play that when we do his episode. Thanks, Zach. As always, you can reach me all over social media, Instagram, official Chris Hansen, Twitter, at Chris Hansen, TikTok, have a seat with Chris Hansen, Cameo, should you wish, and you can find me and a lot of new predator investigations, we call them Takedown Now, on my streaming crime network, True Blue, T-R-U-B-L-U, watch TrueBlue.com for details, and as always, right here at Chris at PredatorPodcast.com. I'll be watching
2: and listening.